0: I might as well
1: yep. and welcome back to all new episode of the giant contraband robot podcast the artist talk series i don't know if this is season one or two because this um, quarantine has mixed my days and weeks up and it's only been <laughs> two months uh, on this episode we have returning guest santos new years um welcome back
0: hi thanks for having me
1: yeah. um if you don't know if you but living under a fucking rock like Jared Leto, we are in quarantine, which means we're not in the same studio. He's in the comforts of his own home. I'm in the comforts of mine and I have my cat as my guard dog just in case Emma try to come through my front door.
0: Which you have a very relaxed definition of the word comfort, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home.
1: Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I can say I'm not I'm worried but not too worried. 'Cause we like we talked before recording, like uh I do have pre a pre existing health condition, but I do take care of myself. Like hygienically and I mean like as artists we do get dirty a lot and we always clean yeah. a lot. So it's like I I know we're not worried. But there are people who are hypochondriacs and then you have dumbasses here in California, Michigan, I think
0: Florida <laughs>
1: Florida because we, o- and we I always to- got someone in Florida. I know, and I hate to bring this up on, on, on the artist talk, but over 1,400 cases of new coronavirus patients in Florida literally the day after they reopened up the beaches in certain spots.
0: I mean, if, if that's not instant proof as to, like, why your idea is bad, I don't know what is, you know? I know. But some people learn different ways, and hopefully a lot of those people learn.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a dumbass president, but we not. <laughs> so the to get back on track because the last episode we did it was tangent filled. It was a good tangent filled because we were still <laughs> able to keep on track. Um, so pretty much, if you haven't been on the artist, if you haven't listened to an artist talk before, we get an, um, an emerging artist, a working artist, and a professional artist, and we talk about everything that has to deal with themselves and the art, the art that they create. Um, the reason we have Santos back, he still paints and he still um, illustrates, and um, but he's been fo- you've been focusing more on photography in the last mm-hmm. I want to say two years since we did this. Yeah. Um, uh. Well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I think on a professional level. Yeah. As far as my job, uh, as far as uh, some of the freelancing I've been doing, very much photography based. Uh, a lot of t- just kind of. For the sake of being a photographer, so it's all technical. I'm not, you know, not too out there with it. Not a big emphasis on the art of photography, but as a skill, I would say that's that's me right now. Um, but as far as my art, I think much more towards installation and sculpture.
1: because yeah. um, if you haven't followed his, inst- we'll put a link to his um, artist page. Because we you have done um, in the last year because we've both been in the same class your installations have been geared towards more of a social experiment and playing, really playing with, um, sound. And I want to, from my observation, sound and pretty much like an intimate experience between the individual and the piece that you've created. If yeah. I'm
0: right. Yeah. I think that's, oh, did you want me to say more? Um, it definitely started, uh, Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. It definitely started. Um, I think the reason why I got into sculptures because I, I saw that a lot of installations, um, the at least the ones I liked, uh, revolved around the interaction. You know, like that was the key point, uh, the key factor in like someone seeing something, experiencing it, and then many times like immersing into this space and just surrounding themselves with whatever the installation is. That is kind of what gives value to what they take away. So the way that they experience it and every person sees things differently, uh, interprets things differently. So, you know, you get these interactions, uh, you get these experiences and their feedback and it's, it all varies. So I think I fell into this, this area where I wanted to paint something, but a lot of times I don't want to paint it for the sake of any specific message. I don't want to paint it because I'm telling a story uh, I'm really just painting something because I like it aesthetically or it, it was more of an illustration than it was a full-on painting. Um, maybe I was just going back to the days where I just drew everything I saw. Um, so not to say that every piece of art has to have a direct purpose. You know, it doesn't have to be a a message to um, to push for some change, social change, yeah. uh, political uh you know political um benefit or anything like that uh but at the same time you know we've talked about this before where we're in school and things are asked of us so we're trying to meet criteria so sometimes you want to take that criteria and you want to add your flavor of like oh you know what if i make this and then i people can kind of like sit and look at it and get inspired or maybe a sense of awe or excitement i don't know feeling right um Oh, and, oh, and I couldn't really do that with, with painting, like at least not not right now. I felt like it was a little – things were done. I didn't really have great ideas that I liked, uh, and sculpture just kind of changed it for me a bit.
1: I know because um, with Humana Sarno, she gave us – I would say she's different in terms of, say, like Devasuno, who focused more on – he does photography and painting and using um, – I would say illustrator to help um, further his art. And now he's, and I I'm going to have him on um, in a couple of episodes um, where he's now focusing more on historical footage that connects to his um, his nationality and his um, family history, which is something that's completely different from what he's done. But I was harking back with Humana. She teaches us in a way where she gives us articles that focus on, and she, and she wants to approach are in a different headspace. So instead of like you said, it has to have a purpose or has to have a meaning, you're creating something where it leaves to the individual to come up what the meaning is to them to make it like abstract basically. Instead of having it as like a set theme. Like you have the theme but it can't be you the person shouldn't be able to solve it by looking at it in a way
0: yeah not not to be hokey, but um i that was one thing that I got from uh working with Jimena is that sometimes she would give you a moment of um you know encouragement to like pursue something that's you know ethereal yeah. <laughs> uh, so something that also something a little more emotional right because uh sometimes expression uh is key for you to like turn something good out um and with devin, you know I had a, I have history working with Devin since uh, I was at Cyprus, Um, he taught me a lot of great technical skills. You know, he actually, he helped me a lot in understanding uh, the principles, the elements, um, and just really kind of looking at a canvas and, you know, trying to get things down uh, practically, effectively, and uh, just in good form. Uh, And then in the later part of me working with him, Uh, A lot of times he has me questioning my own work, but a lot of it has to do with, okay, cool. Well, you've got that skill down. So like, what are you trying to tell me with this? And, you know, sometimes you sit there and you're like, I don't know, man. I just want to paint this. But in reality, uh, something that all the instructors tell us is, you know, you're not working in a vacuum. So, you know, what does this mean when you leave this place? Are you going to paint this? And wow, I like to paint. Or are you are you able to go out into the world and apply the skills that you have to communicate, you know, certain ideas and, and to express yourself in a way that connects with other people. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's all good if you sit there and you really try to like get a grasp of everything you learn. Yep. Um,
1: I was going to say, um, with Devin, I definitely agree because talks we have, we, um, we have, um, it's now to the point where, it's getting to, like, he's, like, don't, restri- like you said, restrict yourself to something. Like, breathe. If you're going to be consistent, make sure it's done in a different way than it was presented before. That's why with me and him, when we're talking about what I do, he's like, if, it's, if I'm going from canvases to boards, the boards, he's like, how about going bigger? So I'm, like, slowly getting, like, doing something on a larger scale, which is, like, Keep doing what you're doing, but he's like you have that set. But let's see if you can go bigger or do it multiply, like make multiples of the same thing but in a different way. Um, He, I, have noticed by observation. I like sitting and just looking, and I know that's a bad, that's a bad trait to have. But now you're gonna learn. Um, He looks at a specific way how a different person, and it's because obviously he's a professional artist. He sees he sees something within each student he uses that to help us expand on that in a way yeah so he's like and he has a not everyone has the same connection everyone has a different like with humana everyone has a different um way of interacting with them and they have their own. each one has individual advice that's tailored to them and that's not going to be the same to like, one another if that makes
0: any sense What the hell I'm talking about <laughs> No, I, I, I agree um, I mean uh, Going back to just like I think You know you, So you're looking at my sculptures And you kind of see this uh, Social experiment type of Communication going on
1: yeah.
0: um, And To clarify You know, I know At least when I hear the word Social experiment Or the phrase social experiment I think about those stupid YouTube videos where people kind of go out and, like, prank people.
1: Yeah. Um, sometimes crossing
0: some lines where, you know, ethics are, are questioned. But uh, in reality, if you are engaging at a certain level, then, yeah, it is a social experiment. Uh, at least most of mine were small proofs of concepts to experiment on, the, you know, my peers, the people in my classrooms, people in the building. Yeah. Uh, because I, I am learning how, if I make this, if I present this con- little constructed piece, uh, and I want to emphasize uh, because a lot, a lot of my work was focusing on communication, mm-hmm. or, or at least active communication. Um, so it was kind of like each, each piece that I was doing was another step in uh, having that conversation with someone about like you know how well do we listen, how well do we respond. Um, you know, even one of the one of the works that I collaborated with uh, Jose. Yeah,
1: I was going to get to that about grading. There. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, well, just you know, as a precursor, you know that that was a that was based on a on a conversation of how you know people people think the shit don't stink. Yes. Uh, so, but you got to learn how to make those commentaries, and you got to learn how to present that stuff in a way that you know you're not just going to go paint. Uh, you're not just going to go paint like this billboard that says you know fuck you. And then people are going to look at that and go, oh man, that guy's like really against that idea. Like, you know, you, you want to be a little more creative or at least you want to be a little more thoughtful on, you know, what your message is. So, and I think that uh, this whole year, well, two years now, damn, uh, have been me just tightening that up and understanding uh, how to communicate myself just a little better versus you know, I want to paint something because I think it looks cool or I just really like doing these types of lines. And uh, and I think that's where I've changed.
1: Yeah. And that's why I've seen it because um, you've been more collaborative um, with everything um, what you're creating. And one of the main things that I saw that was more collaborative was the hybrid hydro dipping. It was like more, yes, you're using it for your own purposes, for your own pieces, but it was like in a way you teach pretty much you teaching i've noticed i've noticed that uh, do you see yourself going that route more because seeing you and jose work together on the piece you did for humanist class close to a year ago almost close to two years ago and then we get to seeing you do the hydro dipping see more community based you see yourself going more in that route as as you uh, being an artist
0: teams um I see myself going back (laughs) to that um to be honest with you uh I think when I started to actually consider uh doing something with art the the go-to thing for me was and I I think I might have mentioned this before uh the go-to thing for me was like I want to teach high school yeah Uh, and the reason why I did that was because there's a very direct connection in my interest in art um to high school it wasn't until high school that I got the opportunity after like really wanting to do it Uh, I finally got the opportunity to take not only one art class but like two art classes my senior semester or my final senior semester um senior year oh my god I'm so used to saying semester so my (laughs) senior year at high school I was able to land two so I started my day with period one art art one but then I ended my day with period seven, art two. So it was like the weirdest thing because it was the same instructor. You know, he told me, he's like, you're not going to do half the work. You technically still have to do more work. Uh, but what he really did was made me work the first class. And when he saw that I was not only, not only was I like excited to be there and working really hard, but he saw that I was also taking advantage of the time that I had to try to get as much done. then yeah. uh, he basically made my second class super practical. So not, I, I wasn't just drawing for the sake of drawing. I was drawing in my first class. I was doing everything that was curriculum-based. But then my second class was all about practical, um, practical projects. So there was a design for a flyer that needed to be made, and I would help develop it if there was a mural that needed some consulting on and there was a team of students that he could pull from I I I was on that team you know because he knew that I had the time um, to devote to it but he also knew that I was like willing to do it and I think if he hadn't done what he did because he also got me paid
1: uh if you're in high school that's what you want
0: yeah, I'm in high school and, and I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before too, but there's a book somewhere out there with like a really crummy uh, color pencil drawing of some mariachi uh, that I based on the uh, music video for D12's My Band. Oh shit. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and it's somewhere, right? But I think the fact that he uh, he took the time to like push me in a way that just facilitated my learning um, so to me, it was the most natural, like, fun year that I had. Um, but I appreciated because I noticed just how much work he was putting into me as far as, like, giving me these opportunities. Um, you know, that's, that's obviously a very direct, like, situation for me. So I thought to myself, uh, before that, I had really no exposure to a lot of these creative classes or any creative output. Uh, I come from a family that didn't really encourage anything because they didn't know anything.
1: Yeah, because I mean, we were talking about that last.
0: Yeah, you know, so it's just, just ignorance and lack of uh, opportunity, but that was my go-to thing, and, you know, because I was in and out of school for so long, and um, like I said, I met Devin before at Cypress College, and he actually told me uh, to be careful not to burn myself out, so he's like, you know, just make sure that you're, you're working hard and you don't lose sight, which at the time, I'm like, yeah, no, I understand, but like all true lessons you don't understand until you experience it um even though i thought i understood like i still allowed myself to you know kind of leave school a little more and eventually make it back um and i i changed my mind a few times as to what i want to do i'm like i don't want to teach maybe i just want to work here maybe i just want to do that maybe i just want to you know and then lately it's like i've been doing a lot more photography and i like working in photography um like i said in a very technical sense um but I'm not looking to be like the greatest photographer in the world. I'm not looking to be um, like this inspiring photographer who does like these great compositions. Uh, I, I love photography. I love practicing photography, but when I sit down and think about what my goal is and where I would really love to be as far as like a career and doing something for the rest of my life is teaching, you know, teaching that high school crowd or teaching a, a young adult crowd, because um it goes back to the reason why i started any of this is because someone put the time you know into into my uh interest but i've found it easier since then progressively throughout the years ago i find it easier and easier to um you know work with other people and also teach them things that i know and share with them what i know uh whether it's art whether it's any other craft like you know i used to be in a car club and i would teach people tricks about fabricating some panels and then I would learn a little bit from them too. Yeah. So it's, I think that's what it is. It's just that community, the sharing of the knowledge. Um, I think ultimately that's what I look for in life. Um, so here I am graduating and for a minute I didn't want to teach anymore cause I thought I wanted to do something else. And the more I try to figure it out, I'm like, no, I, I still want to teach. Like it really is. That's, that's my thing, man. Cut the Yeah. <laughs> i've been caught the bug but uh bug. It is my, it's what, not more
1: prevalent than, than ever
0: yeah like there's no denying it at this point and i think that's uh you know i'm not kidding myself that's that's truly really what i keep going because no matter what i do i want to be able to teach while i do it
1: because no, I, I, so, I was gonna say i could say this um the time we hung out on campus um you, you notice I primarily focus on spray painting and I wanted to do glow in the dark and you actually sh- displayed how to use the glow in the dark spray paint, mm-hmm. which I have yet to buy though. I mean, cause that shit is expensive <laughs> and you have <laughs> sales, sh- man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still waiting on one. Um, and you show me how to hydro dip. So I can, like can confirm to the viewer that you, you have helped someone who is, we both around the same age, but it shows that we're never too old to learn new things and have someone to take the time like yourself to help us to learn these new, these new skill sets to add on to what we already know that it actually helps. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, no. Um, I think the, the best ways that I've learned um, I've, you know, I've messed up a lot of times. I'm like, Oh shit. Next time I got to do that better um but sometimes I've had people look at me while I was doing something or maybe right after I messed something up and they're like well have you tried this and I'm like no I didn't think that was you know I didn't think that was related to this or oh I thought that was something else completely or for whatever reason I just didn't do it and they're like you should try it and if not always but several times I've sat there and I'm like oh let me try what that one guy said Yeah. and then I am like oh hey this is this works. Maybe it's not the exact thing I wanted, but it actually worked a lot better than what I thought I wanted. You know, for whatever reason I was able to sit there and admit that I learned something from an unexpected source. Um, so like, I don't try to tell people what to do, but sometimes if I see people and I'm like, I get excited cause I'm like, Ooh, I know what he's doing. Maybe I could share a little something. Yeah. And you know, you got, you got to admit, you know, if you feel like you've helped somebody out, sometimes you're like, Oh, thanks. You're like, yeah, I'm a hero. Um, or sometimes it's just vicariously like you're excited for somebody because you're like, yeah, they did it right. Um, I had a little bit, of, I had a little bit of a hand in like that being successful. Um, um, so there's definitely <laughs> something there about that.
1: Yeah, yeah I was gonna say uh, with Patrick Martinez, who I got to meet last year, um, he was looking at one of my pieces, and then I was talking about his like he has like these white streaks or like the color overlays like was that on purpose or he accidentally did that he's like no that was intentional like the overlays like you can see the color that he's using and then what's is appearing behind that color and i was like he was like you should try that and i was like okay and now with the pieces i'm doing i'm like holy shit i am doing something similar to what we was talking about and i'm seeing Hmm. this stuff what he's actually currently making one giant mural right now and I'm like, I'm seeing what, even if it's been a year later, I'm seeing what we was talking about. And it's like reflecting of what we was talking about onto my own pieces. I'm like, holy shit, he didn't impart some knowledge. He didn't impart knowledge on my ass. I was, yeah. like, I was like, okay, all right. And I'm like, and definitely if you on Instagram, Patrick Martinez Studio, definitely follow him. Dude's down there from the school. Um, but there was two things that went, and this is like a common theme I'm now noticing besides Devin. I've noticed every parent including my own would never want their children to actually focus on art Well, I'll say minus Isaiah as well it says Isai, yeah and Devin and Andrea everyone here on this on this artist talks have parents who like just don't understand like why, why we want to go into art like what was that moment because now each Dima Rocio and Jackie they have mentioned like there was like a specific moment where their parents noticed, okay, this is something they're good at, good at, and this is what they're gonna do. We'll let them focus on it because it's actually showing that they they have career aspirations afterwards too. Was there a moment where your family was like, oh, oh, he can do this, we should just leave him alone? Um,
0: that that was a tough one. Um, just because like similar questions have been asked to me before and. So the truth is, if we're talking about like, okay, we're talking about the nuclear family, right? Like my mom, my dad. Yeah. Uh, so my dad, my dad wasn't around. So I mean, really, there was, there's nothing to get feedback from there. My mom, growing up the way we did, there was always a necessity. So there, there wasn't a luxury of what do you want to do when you get older? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like, you know, you need to find a job, you need to find a good job. Yeah. Uh, we need to find a way to you know, make money, survive, but then also uh, surpass where we are and do better in life.
1: Yeah.
0: I think uh, I've mentioned before, you know, there wasn't really a push to like do anything particularly uh, for me to get a career or it was just more like you got to go to school because that's that's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, when it came to college, it's like no one knew about college. So they're like, well, I mean, college is good, right? So if you get into college, that's amazing. I think – and this is actually still true to today, to be honest with you. Um, Even with the the family I live with now, I live with my wife and her family. uh, There's days where I'm working on something, and the number one question is, what are you doing? Uh, But the undertone to that question, and sometimes it's actually followed up by the actual question itself, is, well, what is that for? Okay. You know, like, so, so like, what's the purpose? Like, what is, what's this going to do for you? Why are you doing that? Exactly. Um, there's days where it pisses me off. Cause I feel like, dude, really? Like, so this is nothing to you, but you just dismiss it because number one, you don't understand it. Number two, I mean, you really don't know what I'm doing. So it's just, doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, and that, that's kind of what it was growing up. Just, you know, what are you doing? Why? Well, I need you to go sweep the kitchen, you know, <laughs> I, or I need you to take out the trash or I need you to go do this. Um, so it's what are you doing? Because I have work for you. Uh, eventually in life, and I this, I was what, 20, maybe 22. I'm young, working these odd jobs that a 22 probably wouldn't normally be working. And yes, I was working. I had some money I was providing, I was sharing. But then when I wasn't working, I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And that's when those moments would hit where they're like, what are you doing? what is what does this mean? like where, where's this gonna take you um, So there was never like a moment where they were like, oh man, you're really good at this. It's just like, oh cool, you draw really well but like so do you work tomorrow? What's up <laughs> you know like it's it always comes back to like do you have a good job? are you gonna get a better job? are you saving money? Um, it, because it's just growing up a lot different uh, we didn't have that comfort of, I guess, really worried about how we felt or what we want to do. Um, even now, it's a little different because my mom understands that I grew up to, you know, all the jobs I've ever had, she's always kind of like a year later, we're like, hey, so how's your job? So what do you do exactly? <laughs> and then the more we talk about it, it always circles back to the, oh, cool. So, so, so they're paying you well yeah are you gonna be there for long like is that is this something you see yourself staying at um so i still don't have that like hey you're really good at this cool yeah you're gonna go somewhere with this um i think the only little bit of that that i have ever gotten is the other side of the coin where people see you drawing something they're like that's really cool you could make a few bucks off of that and there's nothing to that it's like anyone can tell you you're good at something that you can make money but the reality is like they don't know uh, so I mean I think your question is like at what point did things change and you know there's a little more support um I mean it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, I think the only thing I can tell you is that I I fool, um and I love her to death my wife my wife is super supportive of everything I do like she honestly does uh she compliments me a lot like she sometimes rolls her eyes because I have way too many projects, you know, everywhere you turn. Yeah. Um, like I like, like to get too. my, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I like to get my hands full with like, you know, music, art, fabrication. I'll even start like, you know, going back to playing some sports, you know, and then she'll see me in those modes. And, uh, but at the same time, she's one of my, she's my biggest supporter. Actually, like if she, she sees me working on something and she'll ask me like, Oh, what's this for? You know, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you know, w- what's this going to turn into? But her, her questions are more of a, like, you know, just to see where my head's at, you know, just to see where my creativity's going. Uh, it's never necessarily like, Hey, what's this thing in my way? <laughs> so, and in a couple of times she's, you know, if I ask her to help or if I need her help, I can, you know, I, c- I can get some help from her. She'll like, you know, take a day to like hey, cool do you need do you need more help you know do you are, are we doing anything tomorrow for this and so she that's she's the support that i have now that i didn't have before
1: and also it gives you some it gives you both something you can do together as well
0: yeah yeah definitely i mean she uh she used to she used to be a, a thespian in high school so you know she's the shakespeare nerd um, which is, you know, just funny for me because I can be a goofball uh, with shit like that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, she also has experience, like, you know, she because she was in theater, she did set design uh, as much as a high schooler would, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, she would do, uh, you know, fixed dresses, hem dresses, you know, costume changes, stuff like that. So She went to uh, Bellflower High School.
1: Okay, I was about to say, because my brother... <laughs> 'Cause my brother went to Hollywood High and he did the same thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, she went to Buffalo High School. They had a really cool theater program there. Okay. But um yeah, no. I mean, to this day, you know, our place becomes a mess because I've got crap out everywhere. My son's starting to get his hands dirty. Um every so often we'll like do a little cleanup. Uh, and it's just it's just back to the same thing, man. so luckily i have I have that system now where I've got somebody to kind of back me up. and she'll still look at me crazy sometimes, but uh, it's a nicer conversation when it comes to my work with her.
1: I think is that's better than having even family just look at it negatively. Um, I can agree with your mother sounds like my pops when he was up little because he was like, he the action figures I made. He considered that arts and craft. He, he, that's why I, I've never really focused on painting until like my mid to late twenties. Instead of through the through my teens and through the early part of my twenties, because him and other family members were like, "No, you need to find a job. Like they, like let your brother be an actor." I'm like, "He's not going out there for
0: auditions." <laughs> let your brother be an actor
1: <laughs> like that, that's how it was because they was like they felt he was the more talented one and yeah. it was like they wouldn't like give me art supplies like when I was going to community college it was like what are you doing in community college I, and I, when I made that post <laughs> I did culinary English as a focus computer information systems digital media um sign graphics um screen printing like everything but art until like I found an art instructor he was like she like sat down and talked with me and gave me that push. So it was like, and I'm learning like the downtown LA art scene at that, at the same time. So I'm like, and then coming into Dominguez, I'm like, Oh shit. I, I, I did feel like I was out of my element. I will, yeah. I, will, I will admit that. Cause I'm like, I'm just barely getting back into painting. Like I, I want, I know I want to do this, but, and I'm also learning. And this was, I was going to ask you next. Have you noticed you being more of an inter, inter- ah, can talk interdisciplinary artist as opposed to being someone who's just on a single focus?
0: Um yeah, uh, even more than before. Um, I think I've I've never been able to stay in one place anyway. Um, so you know naturally we all start with like drawing, mm-hmm. you know, and then we start kind of. You know basic colorization because you're like oh it's really good start making you know adding some shadows to my drawings and then you start doing things with line weight so it's a natural progression but then from there uh you know i've spent a good chunk of time where i started to get into digital illustration so i uh, picked up copies of uh adobe cs um they may or may not have been legitimate, but I like taught myself uh, well, I did to teach myself. I did have some help from a cousin to get me started. And then from there, I just taught myself as much as I could uh, to the point where I later took an illustrator class and I knew about 80% of the stuff in that class. Um, what it really did was just help me kind of solidify what I knew into a way that I can actually tell you what I was doing. Um After that kind of, Cause I, you know, I for a minute I was making a couple bucks, making some flyers for some parties, for some events. Um, not always, not always the most elegant flyers. It's just things that people wanted. I uh, did a couple of t-shirts, did a couple of stickers, you know, stuff that you do as a as a young. Um, yeah.
1: And
0: then all of a sudden, um, like, okay, you know, I never really took painting seriously, so I should like really go back and learn how to paint you know so I, I went back started learning paint well, I wanted to pick up oil because oil is considered like you know the better medium because it's classic and it's basically harder to use according to everybody so I did that pros and cons but I liked it from there took on acrylic I tried gouache like once you know uh and then I got tired of painting so then I started doing more illustrative work I started doing color pencil work and I, you know, people think color pencils stupid. And I spent a whole year just really loving color pencil. I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, I can do really cool stuff. Uh, then from there, transfers, you know, uh, ink transfers, screen printing, uh, printmaking. So you kind of progress, you know, naturally. And if you're really into it, you just want to go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, but today it's not just a matter of moving from one medium to the next. It's just using a lot of them at once. Like why only use paint um, when you can paint on a very specific surface or you can sculpt something and then paint on that, on the surface of what you sculpted, Um, taking your photos that you take and that, you know, and and applying them to some, a a background that's going to accentuate a figure that you've painted. So, and those are, Definitely things that I have learned or strengthened at least here at domingo cells It's just uh it's not just a matter of like, oh, do something else, do something else. It's like do something else with what you know. And it still took me a minute because even though I've, you know, been around the block in some sense, I just you get comfortable, and then you start letting go of things, and then with the right push, I'm like, it, you know, and I think that's why I moved from painting and drawing to sculpture, because um, it was something I didn't do often. But then I also found myself able to express uh, certain conversations or you know, certain ideas, you know, in that medium that you can't do in painting. No, I know.
1: No, um, approaching sculpture, I, was, I will. I like composition of it where you when, when you're free to like you don't have the constraint um if you're if you're not a student you do you have your normal your normal coursework and then you that last project your professor will just let you go off and do whatever you want just to give an example um you we had what she wanted us to do that whole semester then we got to that last project and we can just do whatever we it as long it had some form of of a meaning. Hence why we come, we come circling back with you and um Jose did for you your guys' um collaborative project. It had a meaning to it, and like I said, people think that shit don't stink.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh, mine's was using what I already knew about super comic, like blend something that everyone's been telling me, and I finally did it something i love and blended it with my art so comic books making superhero action figures but having it like all torn ripped and dirt and with barbed wire to like talk about kids with no accessibility to stuff we can we have readily accessible for ourselves mm-hmm. so i can see how sculpture is more and i do find myself wanting to do that more than painting because you're right because like you, you get to sculpting then you thinking, I said, like, can I paint this? And if I could paint this, how can like just can adhere to what I'm sculpting? If that makes any form of sense, I'm now dying my own words. That's
0: <laughs> that, that, that is bad. No, 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 no. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's that's usually the struggle sometimes when you're trying to brainstorm a project. You know, you you have this idea. You're like, oh, what if I do this? And then you think to yourself, like, well, why that medium? You know, like if I paint it, what is it going to do? Is it, am I just going to paint it and try to make it look nice? You know, or am I just going to try to show off, you know, how my blending skills or, you know, do some good modeling to make this painting look more 3D dimensional or three dimensional, like accurate or something. Yeah. Uh, but then you like, Oh, what if I scoped it or better yet? What if I carve it? You know, what if I, what if I would block it, you know? So, I mean that's that's naturally like how how things go for me anyway. Um, I think I did a painting, um, and I can't remember the the exact prompt for this painting. But I did this painting, and it was this abstract painting of a farm, and it was a it was a chicken farm, but it was a chicken nugget. But the chicken nugget was a weed nugget with chicken legs on it, so it was like a weed farm. And I can't remember the title of that damn painting anymore. <laughs> but most people looked at me, they're like, Are you high? And I'm like, No, not even. Like, that's far from that. It's just that's just where my mind went. And as funny as it was, I was halfway through the painting going, Yeah, this is kind of stupid. Um, you know, I, I didn't feel so strongly about it. But then I thought about what if I were to physically make chicken nuggets? Like, what if I were to like create this uh this weed nugget? Which is an ongoing project right now because I have kind of revisited it with different uh, ideas for a medium. Um, but the funny thing about that was just starting one way and then you change the way you feel about it. And then you realize, Oh man, this would probably resonate a lot better if I were to, uh, do this with a three-dimensional material, you know, present other than just painting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I think that's, I think that explains like my whole last year and a half in school is, is a lot of my, my work has been that process. Just I've started this project and now I'm thinking about how it just could be a little better, like, you know, go a little different.
1: Yeah. yeah um, I definitely get that. Yeah. Uh, I was. This is going to be something, someone's going to ask me why I didn't ask this question. Because, I mean, we already talked about it, at, not at length, but a little bit at the start of it. Um. Now that we're all self quarantining, social distancing, how is that affecting you in creating your art now than opposed to last year, we were able to interact with another one another, piggyback ideas off of one another. Where yes, we have the technology, but it's better to have that inter that physical interaction. How is mm-hmm. that? How does that change you on creating your art?
0: Um. I mean, obviously, the, there's the physical interaction is not there, right? Because sometimes you're working with the, with peers or with the crowd that you can vibe off of, or at least you kind of feel like there's this collective um, collective energy in the room of everyone's just really focusing in on, on good work. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, the two sides of it were uh, about a year, year and a half ago, uh, two years ago almost now, uh, starting school at Dominguez Hills, the first thing that I did was give myself a full schedule. You know, uh, I I left work so that I can finish my studies, and there was an agreement that I had a lot of work ahead of me and that I had long. So, the trade-off was I had access to space and tools. Um, I mean, I have tools at home, but I have access to space, yep. uh, dedicated space, so I could, and I and I did it for a long time. I was at school at two a.m. often. Cleaning up after myself because, uh, whether I was painting late into the night or I was even more when I was sculpting, um, time really flies. You're just working, you're working. And with the right attitude, and if you're really serious, you know, you get stuff done, even when things look daunting. And if you really look at it on paper, you're like, shit, this is, this is going to kill me. Um, the reality is you're, you're working and you just work. Um, And it was a great feeling. So I was I was tired Uh, every I think every two weeks I would take a day or I would just catch up on sleep and try to get my muscles back into like a natural feel. Um, And that was that has been my uh, almost my entire time at Dominguez Hills, just taking it to that level and then this happened, and we kind of had a funny two weeks where people were not only like not sure what was going on, but then they had to readjust. Yeah. And even readjusting, we're still kind of playing it by ear. Not everyone's, you know, feeling it 100%. Not everyone's able to dish it out 100%. Um, but we do have the comfort of our home. So that's the pro. Yeah. But unfortunately, my trade-off was getting rid of the comfort so I can work. Um, And then my reality is now having the comfort of home. My space here isn't what it is out at at the school. Um, I share a lot of this space with people, but these are people that I live with, not work with. These people are not artists. These people, you know, um, and not to be rude by saying these people, I mean, just kind of referring to the group. Uh, But my my family here, uh, my father-in-law is a very hardworking man. You know he works his uh, his his full hours a day. Uh, he leaves early, comes home in the evening, and, and you know he's he's got he's got to rest up. He's got to go back to work. Uh, he also works really hard to keep this house up. You know, keep it clean. I, we just we just finished a couple of uh, house projects, just repainting the exterior, me repainting my bathroom, things like that that you do to keep your house going. So he's got his priorities, and this is his house. You know, so I can't even sit here and be like mad at him um my mother-in-law also has to take care of the house you know and she's this is her space also and then i live my sister-in-law and her kids are here my wife and you know my kid so there's so many people here i cannot expect to just whip out <laughs> a uh, a wheel to like to throw some pots you know
1: yeah
0: um if i'm gonna paint something i have to restrict myself to a corner or I'm not impeding anyone, and I have to especially clean up to, after myself, uh, which is not necessarily the con, but it's just there's just so much more going into. You need to be mindful of your space. You have to be respectful, and you just you're you have to be careful about making sure that you remember that you are sharing the space with somebody. It's not this isn't an artist studio. This is someone else's home, also. Yeah, and. I know I mentioned comfort, but unfortunately, after all those factors that I just mentioned, sometimes it feels uncomfortable because you don't have the freedom. Um, and I think that's that's just the biggest, the biggest issue is uh, I sacrificed a lot to try to get as much work done. And, you know, you would imagine being at home, people have the freedom to do so much more. But uh, in my case, I feel like I can do that. Um, it's just a little harder because I just have to be mindful and sometimes people don't, uh, it's just not easy. It's just not easy to share the space sometimes, uh, depending on what the project is, you know, sometimes I got to work at a, at a scale that I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, I'm about to make a big ass mess. And, you know, I just, please don't be annoyed and give me the next couple days to just get it done. So it's not just lingering here, making a continual mess.
1: Um,
0: And it's just, it's just a negotiation,
1: man. I mean, it's expected because you're in a space, like you said, that's not your own, that you're sharing with several other people. Um, I I definitely get that because um, I'm in the, I rent, I don't don't own this home, so I make sure not to drop any paints or, and I keep on making jokes. No, I'm not tagging on the side of the house, even though I I almost tagged on the side of the house out of defiance. But, um, (laughs) seriously, I'm not doing that. Uh, But, um, no, I definitely get it because it's um, it's upkeep, it's that trust. uh, I I know it's that trust that you all have with one another. And I'm pretty sure they understand, like, okay, you're not just doing this for a great, you're doing this because this is what you enjoy, this is what you love as well.
0: That's, you know, that's the silver lining. (laughs) (laughs) You are doing stuff that you love. You know, I mean, you're doing stuff that not only do you like doing, but you're also. Um, like, it's it's second nature, you know? Yeah. The things that I work on, I'm like, this is... To me, this is what you do at home. So it's not like I'm... It's not like I'm ruining this space by doing some stupid crap that I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, all my experimentation is with within a... Uh, within a spectrum of something that I know I'm doing.
1: Are you still continuing with music?
0: I mean, I am. That's... uh. <laughs> I think I've been on that same uh, voyage of like just taking music as a small hobby, like for so long now, Uh, you'd you'd be surprised at what I have though. I used to have more instruments. I've, I've sold and traded some. Uh, Right now, you know, because it can be overwhelming trying to like fit your mind into this isolation box and you're like, I don't know what to do, man. My work is taking a hit. Uh, Sometimes you really do need to take a break from just, making just art you know um and the other day I took out one of my older guitars and I started playing a little bit it's been a while since I've really messed with it as much as I did that day you know before all this started I actually had a couple friends coming over and um you know kind of setting up a a space here to record and and practice so uh I kind of just allowed myself to take advantage of this uh downtime to continue to work on that space so this is right now my my second my second hobby getting me by getting me through this.
1: That's good to that have a second hobby. I think every artist should at least have maybe two three hobbies. Like, I'm only speaking from experiences. I got combo collecting, action figure collecting, video games. Let me. has the wrong with taking break from creating and just going on Doom and then killing some um spot. <laughs> so.
0: I, I don't think I have the uh, the luxury to even like turn on the TV uh, because even when I want to take a break, my break consists of working on something else yeah. in a different hobby. So that's you know
1: and then, uh, that's where I am with that. I and mean, when we're done, this uh, my second hobby is editing this episode. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, fifth hobby, uh, but yeah, um, I think we. We was on point. We didn't We didn't do too much of a tangent. All in all, all in all, this is a good episode.
0: Cool. That was a good talk. Like I said, uh, we need breaks, so this definitely gave me a break from what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Um. And once again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, stay home. Stay safe. Um. Stay away from me if I'm out in, in the grocery store because <laughs> I, I, I will sweet shan music you. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I will. Go, I will go Shawn Michaels on the person.
0: Do you just walk around with your phone, like on Facebook Live, just be like, just in case a motherfucker would.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I might start doing that. Fuck. <laughs> and I might bring back the word "war." war star.
0: Oh god, don't do that. <laughs> we could do better. This is. These are the wrong times for us, us sinking that low.
1: Dude, the amount of shit I've been hearing around my neighborhood and in other neighborhoods, it's too late. It's already too late. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, thank you for listening.
0: All right. Thanks, man.
1: No problem. Thank you.